Welcome to the Back Porch Conja. I am E5 Bayo. First of all, I want you to grab a seat, cop a squat, get a chair, a pillow, a blanket. Hell! Sit right here on the stoop next to me. Get you something cold to drink, some water, some tea, some coffee, some juice. Hell, it's 3 o'clock somewhere. Get your drink on. First of all, y'all, when I'm wrong or when I mess up, I'm the first one to tell and correct it. Me sharing and instead of waiting and investigating and letting the elders speak, I rushed and said from sharing everyone else, but I don't blame them. I take full responsibility. When I said the year of the Orisha is Alegua and Oya, the correct is Alegua and Yemaya. So, it is Alegwa and Yamaya with Babaluaye speaking. So if you know that you have sickness, ailments, and it is in your reading, it is in your Ida, it is in, you know, everything that you've done, it's been confirmed, and you're supposed to really see Babaluaye, I suggest you get it 
before the year runs out. And if not, try to save as much as you can and get it done. It's for your health. This year is going to be with tragedy and violence, and it warns against it. And the main thing is making sure you take care of your health. If we're busy working on ourselves, taking care of our health, making sure our families are good, checking on our friends and our loved ones, we won't have time in living our lives. We won't have time to be worrying about what someone else is doing and comparing or anything like that. It will remove you out of the loop. Real talk. Checking on your kids, making sure they're safe, watching who pours into them, respecting your women. Women respecting your men. Both of you are going to get checkups annually. Making sure you focus on your health. Removing those horrible foods that don't serve you purpose. It speaks of that. It speaks of a leg while opening doors and giving opportunities. But you have to make sure, one, you respect the leg You respect the egg You take care of your family. Instead of worrying about being the healer of, of the world and of social media, be the healer in your own family. Making sure you take care of them. Having your family in a balance, your household. Making sure, and it's just things that realistically, no shade. The old dude, when he speaks, it's really things we should have been doing forever. But we we stopped. We allowed social media and comparison and, and being these gatekeepers to take us out of things that are basic. Things that are already instilled in us. When did it become so popular that you don't, that, you know, instead of giving your kid a book, you give them an iPad. You're not monitoring what they're watching. You're, they're on YouTube. They have access to everything. So there's no conversation. There's no, hey, what are we doing today? Hey, when the last time you took your kids to a library or to the bookstore? When, when was that? When, when, and I'm not talking about those books you see on Jamaica Avenue or in Queens or the guy on the table with countings and all that. No. When did they read a full book? When my kids was growing up, I would turn off the sound and have the caption on. I said, if you can read it, you can watch it. And they had to read it out loud while I was cooking or cleaning or doing something. I was listening. And they was reading it. That's why they don't have a problem with reading out loud. That's why they don't have a problem with speaking. Right? Real talk. My father used to make us read out loud. I would take them to the library. I would take them to bookstores, Barnes & Noble, Strands, all of it. Books a million. We would go to little mom and pop shops. They had to buy a book. And you had to buy it to read it. Whether the words are challenging or not. My father, when growing up, he would make us read Dr. Zeus. And I'll never forget when a, a teacher would tell him, you know, these books are, they're, they're not um, books for kids. They're, it's it's non-believable. My father said, did you read these books? They have college words in them. He was like, and who am I to stagnate a child's creativity and imagination? So we would read Dr. Zeus to think that I saw it on Marbury Street. Marvin K. Mooney, he please go now. We ain't just read one fish, two fish, blue fish, red fish. No. 
skeeches and, and other stories and sneeches and other stories and um, the, the Lorax. You know, not just the cat in the hat or green eggs and Sam. And nah, we, we read books. And then when I got in sixth and seventh grade, I was reading Donald Goins. Now, some of y'all may say, well, you know, we talking back in my time. There wasn't a lot of books back then. My friends and them was reading Judy Bloom and all of that. My pops wasn't trying to hear that. So we were reading. I couldn't even read um, The Roots um, because he said that was a white man's story. And people would laugh, right? My father, if anything else, he researched. And people would laugh at us and be like, oh, your father's crazy. But then when it all came out, it wasn't a black man's story. It wasn't Alex Haley's story. It's a white man's story. And I looked at people. My father's dead and gone. I looked at people and said, aha, uh -huh, see, because we weren't allowed to watch it. It wasn't, it wasn't true. It wasn't fact. So, nah, no. <laughs> nah, it, it wasn't. It was brutal. Trust and believe that. But it was Hollywood's version, and my father didn't. If we was going to learn the truth, you had to learn the truth. But it talks of that. It talks of sitting down with your elders and listening to stories. The worst story I ever heard was from a friend. And she had access to her grandparents, her great-grandparents. Because she wanted to be popular amongst her peers, she never sat down and listened to their stories or learned about her history. And when they died, it was too late. When you have the access right in front of you. Man, I would sit with my grandfather, me, my friend Honda, and my brother man would walk from my house all the way over to 134th and Queens, and we would walk, stop through Baisley Pond, do some fishing or whatever, and then we'll walk over to my grandmother in them house, and my grandfather would sit and talk to us. My pops, would, we would go over there every Sunday when I was a baby. I was a little girl. We would go over there every Sunday. Sunday was the date. And then when I got older, I would see them. I would talk to my uncles and them and listen to their stories. Even with my aunts in them, you know. Um, even when I was a kid, my mother took us down south so we could see my grandfather in them. My cousins in them would go down there and spend summers. We would, we had access. People would sit with my pops while he talk of Harlem and how Black people weren't allowed down there and how it was, you know, playing music and stuff and traveling. It's nice to listen to the stories of the elders. My grandson, sometimes we'll go walking and we'll talk and he'll ask questions about when I was growing up and the people I hung with. You know, I don't have a problem. I used to sit with my nieces and them and tell stories of their grandmother and their great-grandmother and my brothers and all of us, we still do it. We tell stories of, you have access to them. Get to know them. The saddest part is not knowing your history. I make sure I tell my kids, tell my grandkids who you are, where you come from. I make sure I share that. Because you don't get another chance when they're gone. So when this old dude came out 
and it was, I was like, you know, Sunday was the day you go over to Big Mama house and you eat and you talk. It shouldn't just be Thanksgiving, you know, you holidays and Sundays when the family come in from town, everybody go to church, you know, what happened to those? What happened to going to check on Mama and them? Um, what happened to going to check on TT and them? Um, you know what I hear? I don't fuck with my aunt. She don't like my mother. So me and her, we not friends. I don't have to talk to my sister. But guess what? My kids going to talk to her. They be like, nope, Aunt Denise. Oh, my goodness, Aunt Denise. Like, for real. I don't talk to my sister-in-law. You think that's going to stop me from talking to my niece? No. It doesn't work that way. You know what I'm saying? It's a blessing to be able to have access. And it talks about remembering your ancestors, lighting a candle, going to visit the grave sites, you know, going to give flowers, going to appreciate them and remember them. Sit down, put some flowers on the grave, light a candle, sing a song, play their music, make their dish, you know. To remember them and say, thank you. Thank you. Tell their stories so they can live through the stories. You know, man, we used to do that. We used to do that. Um, you know, in this day and age, people are so quick to move people in and have them around your kids and, um, you know, having them call them daddy and then you break up and these people don't want to even look. They'll see your kids in the street and walk past like they don't know them. The one thing my mother and them pride themselves on is if we don't work out, you don't disrespect these children. Me and my ex-husband, we don't ever got to speak. Right? Real talk. Me and Roosevelt, we ain't ever got to speak. But if he see my nieces or he see someone, he's going to show them love and respect and talk to them. He's not going to walk past him and be like, oh, I ain't with your aunt no more, so fuck you. No, it doesn't work that way. It's a community, still a village. You are a part of their lives. Like, it doesn't, doesn't in there. You know, <laughs> it doesn't, it does not in there. Just because we didn't work out don't mean that you forget about these children or their grandchildren, or their children and nieces and cousins. He was raised around them. How do you turn that back on them? No, you don't need to go to every function. But in our family, call us toxic, call us whatever. My brother's having a barbecue. He's going to invite my ex-husband. He's going to invite the ex-husband's girlfriend. My brother invite anybody. Like, we all one big family, man. Nigga, like, yo, what's up? Man is known for that. And I'm not mad because my mom used to be the same way. When my and Pat got blessed today, when she separated from listening, we didn't never dislisten. Listening, new wife, listening, new kids. Everybody, come on, we having a barbecue. And they all show up. And no one was cursing each other out. No one did, oh, I don't fuck with you. It's, hey, you, did you eat? You want to make a plate? Okay, listen, this is what, no, he don't eat that. Like, it was still one big family. We're not going to feel make you feel left out. We're not, because we didn't work out, don't mean that. You, you are excluded. These your kids do. If there's a marriage or a funeral, you're invited. You know how positive and how cool it was, man, to see Uncle Listing? 
And when he walked in, man, we was like, yo, Uncle Listing. Like, yo, we was we were so happy. And he just smiled like, yo, he, he saw all of us. And we saw him as our uncle. It's because it didn't work out with, your, with our aunt, man. We still, yo, it's nothing but love, man. We love you. The kids remember time. They remember stories. Uncle Listen would take us. He played softball with his um, job. So he would, we would go to the games and cheer him on. That's our Uncle Listen. Like, for real. He would take us to Cody Island or whatever um, amusement park. You know what I'm saying? My Pat already had three kids. He didn't have none. So we was, my mothers, my Aunt Louise, all of us, we'll all be over there. Yo, Uncle Listen and Pals. Aunt Pat, let's go. And we'd be over there in Laurenton, 230, 230th Street. We right there. But Uncle Listen had a shop. They had an ice cream store. We still all go over there, man. What? We crazy. My sister got her summer job working over that way, so she'll stay over there for the summer. I went to school over there, so I stayed over there. I went to 231. So my sister went to Springfield. He was our uncle. You know, these are things, this whole Odoo speaks about things that already used to take place, but we forgot it. We ignored it. We let it go. It's taboo or it's a no-no in a black family to watch a little girl sit on some man's lap. We ain't doing that. Where, where they do that at? To have someone move in and take care of these kids and abuse them. Nah. And if it did happen, trust me, that family was stepping in. Nah. We, we'll take those kids. Come on. We over here. Nah, man. What you, you walking around in your drawers for and you got all these little young girls in here? They would say something. The men would speak up. I don't know about where y'all came from, but where we came from, yeah, the men would speak up. Hey, he over there beating his woman. He lost his job. He drunk. Come on, look, we going over there. Men will go over there and take him to the bar. You know, they'll sit or sit in the park and they'll talk about it. Somebody will go to their job and see if they're hiring and put this nigga on. And the women would come together and cook and put food in there for the family. Ain't nobody sat there and said, oh, well, because she got a man, I ain't doing that for her. No, it ain't got nothing to do with you. Everybody go through hard times. Everybody go through something. I curse my daughter out. Real talk. I do. I always, because she come over here and get tape a towel, all that. But I used to do the same at my mama. That's why I laugh. I cuss out because my mama used to curse me out. I used to go down there with my shopping cart, child, please. I used to be like, Ma, I need this, I need that. She used to be like, take my whole goddamn house to your house because you getting on my damn nerve. Me, Tressy, Denise, all of us, we all did that. And my mother always brought extra. And my father would sit there and laugh and smile and be like, so y'all ain't got shit in your house. No, nope. mm-mm. She got the best stuff. We had come down there. I'm talking about from toilet tissue to blankets to towels, all that. But she used to always, I remember I went shopping with my mom when I was little. And for my Aunt Pat, my Aunt Louise. And my mom would go shopping and she would buy extra. And I used to be like, why you buy all these towels? And she'd be like, shh. But my Aunt Pat would come in if she needed something. My Aunt Louise send the kids over there. Or they'd come there at night. So she always brought extra. And you know, when I was growing up, it baffled me, right? Because I wasn't raised this way. It baffled me where... If you have five people in your house, you make five pieces of chicken, everybody get a cup of rice, 
and, you know, two cans of string beans and some bread, right, and juice. You just made enough for your family. And those families would be like, okay, we great serve dinner. Y'all go home now. I thought that was so crazy. My mom would cook. It was five of us and my her and my dad. Yeah, I came from a two-parent household. Um, and th- so that's, that's seven of us. My mom would cook like it was 20 people in our house. But it was all by, it was always somebody coming by and she'll get him a plate. The flower guy would come and give her things. And she'll tell him, I ain't got no money, baby, but I got a plate. And that was more better than the money. And he was a crackhead. But he didn't care. He knew he was gonna get a plate. My mother would give them plates. Do you know when my mother died? Pastor called me. Pastor Solomon Roberts called me. He said, Hey. Can you come over here real quick? You got to come over here. And I ran over there to the church. And in the back of the church was nothing but homeless people. But I knew them. I knew the flower guy. I knew Mike. Like, I knew all of them. And it was like 10 to 12 homeless dudes sitting in the back of the church. And when I walked in, I said, hey, y'all, what's up? Hey. And they was like, we're waiting on our girl. And Pastor said, I don't know what to do with them. I said, no, my mom used to feed them. He said, for real? I said, yeah. So, man, she used to feed them, man, like for real. I said, they just waiting. I said, they're they not going to do nothing. They're not, you know, they're not disruptive. They're not going to steal anything. They're just waiting. And when they rolled my mother's body in that casket, they stood up. Some of them had hats. They took their hats off. Man, when I tell you they got dressed, they washed up wherever they washed up at. And they were suitable when they came in that church. But every single one of my mother touched their lives. She fed them. She gave them. They would have conversations early in the morning. My mom would get up at the crack of dawn, right, and be outside doing her her garden. My mother loved tilling the land. That's what she'll say, tilling that land. She had collard greens, mustard greens, you name it, she was growing it. The only thing she never grew was pumpkins because you're planted in your yard. And it'll grow in the next yard. She always used to say, that's your money growing over there. So, no. So, she didn't plant pumpkins. But she planted watermelons. And they would be out there and they'll walk by. She either had them doing her rows for her garden or she'd have them plucking, picking beans or something or whatever it is that she was growing. If she needed to pick it, she'd have them out there and they'd be talking. And she'd tell them, come on back. I'm going to make me a fresh pot of greens. You want some? And she, child, please, by then afternoon, that fresh pot of greens or cabbage, salt pork in it, <laughs> piece of salt pork, and she had some cornbread, some fried chicken, and they be sitting in the back, her and some homeless dudes sitting in the back. She talk about how she grew up in uh, Louisiana and how they used to do, and they sitting there eating, smiling. One time, she took the water hose. And she said, bring me the soap and the rag out there. And she let that dude wash up while she sprayed him. Nothing sexual. She just sprayed him. And he watched it because the hose was in the sun the whole, that whole day. So that evening, that water was hot. And she sprayed it and let him take a bath and everything. Never said nothing. I remember even when girls would come there, young girls with babies. And I remember she was holding someone's baby. God bless the dead, because the mama no longer here. And she just got up, took that baby in the kitchen, ran that water in that sink, washed that baby, put pot on her, 
had some greens. She mashed it up, fed that baby, gave that baby that bottle, made a pallet on the floor. That baby was knocked out. And she looked at her and she said, you ain't got to worry about those men that you're dating. Take care of this one right here now. It's God's gift. He don't give it to anybody. She didn't go and talk about her or nothing. Every kid that I had got washed in that sink on 110, 13, 160. Every niece and nephew got washed in that sink. I was so mad at my daughter because every child she had, except for the last two, I washed in the sink. And one day I walked in her house and she was washing her new baby on the sink. And I said, you took my blessing. And she said, no, you could wash my said, too late. I don't want to wash him. <laughs> it's a ritual for us. You wash your babies in the sink. For real. Seriously. And you use olive oil on their bodies to keep that good skin. And you take that baby pee and you clean their face. And if you got pink eye and you know somebody that got a newborn baby, you take that baby pee and put it in that pink eye, that pink eye gone. In fact, I don't think people get pink eye no more. That's like gone. For real to think about it. But anyway, this old dude talks about things that we normally used to do and we got away from. Protecting our women, protecting our children, going to take care of our health, investing in ourselves, getting outside, walking, working, going to do things, checking on our people, our friends, women coming together to help each other. God bless Judy and them. I was happy to be around them and see that. They would go and help each other and, you know, lift each other up. You know, somebody that got kids, give them a, a respite day. Take the children. Take them outside. But if you're going to put it on social media, don't do nothing. Because if you if you got to make a plate and tell everybody you made a plate, don't, don't do it. For real. Let, let somebody else do it. But there's so many things in it that we used to do. And we no longer do no more. And it saddens. You would go to the spiritual lady. And it wasn't advertised. No, it wasn't embarrassing, but it wasn't advertised. You would go there to get your family right. Make sure you had a good year. Make sure your children are okay. Make sure your grandbabies are okay. And that, that dude in the family, they, they learn how to make ends meet. And when they say ends meet, that means your money, his money, come together and y'all can survive for the month in that year. Helping each other. Putting a little side extra. You know if you got neighbors with kids and you know you going, you going food shopping, what's wrong with buying some extra snacks? Or buying a little extra groceries and just giving it. I used to always tell people, when you buy school clothes, school supplies, buy a little extra. You know what people used to tell me? She got a man. She right, she do. But what that got to do with you blessing someone? And this whole dude says, help those that can't help themselves. Or even if they need a little help, help them. Shit, I need help sometimes. I ain't sitting here acting like I got it all together. Shit, I need help sometimes. Ain't nothing wrong with it. I practice for poor people. I ain't got no problem with asking, hey, hook us what's up. What you, what you got on this? On this new thing right here. Shoot, I put up my cash app. I don't be lying. I know you're lying. Shit. Closed mouth don't get fed. I don't know about y'all. 
Now, no, I don't drink from every cup because you fuck around and get poisoned. But shit, I ain't going to sit there and be closed mouth and I know I need it. And you got extra, I'm going to ask. All you could do is say yes or no. And if you say no, I'm going to ask somebody else. Oh, that's begging. I don't ask people. That's your dumb ass. It ain't me. My mama had that belief in all of us. She had she, her number one saying, if New York going to eat, so will I. She, I know you lying. I know you lying. I don't have a problem with that. Oh, I'm I'm too high and mighty. I don't ask. I know you lying. She it. That's you. Oh, I don't. I, I remember <laughs> this girl. She was like, I don't take money from drug dealers, ex-cons, all that. Listen, if I prayed to God and asked for a blessing, I'm not worrying about where the blessing came from. I got what I asked for, and I'm grateful. Shit, sometimes. Listen, I remember hanging around Jackie and Amika and all of them, right? And she used to be like, yeah, we going we gonna, to um, win. We going to win this year when you all used to live in projects. And I'd be so happy. And I remember when she said, what you happy for? You ain't got no money. I said, but my kids is healthy. They made it home from school. They doing good. I got my rent is paid. I got food in there. Shit, I'm batting a thousand. Oh, but, you know, you ain't get the new sneakers and you didn't get... I said, those are the things that I want, not what I need. Want one hand, shit in the other. <laughs> but when you need things and it's taken care of, baby, hence why I love what Cat Williams said. He said, I'm one of the richest men in the world. And they all looking at him. He said, if you go by my money that's posted, my net, he said, shit, I got that in my pocket. <laughs> he said, but... When I wake up, I got everything I need. He said everything he want. Everything I need. I had to sit on that. And that night, after I watched that interview that night, before I went to bed and I looked around, I got 10 grandchildren. God bless. When that lady told me I was wealthy, I was looking at money-wise. But the young girl said, no, you got grandchildren. Your name will forever live. Thank you. I got grandkids. I was married twice. No, it ain't nothing to brag about, but I got it. Buried one of my husbands. God bless the dead. He buy it. The other one is still roaming around, but I don't hate him. We're at a place in my, my side that if I see him, I can say, Hey, bro, what's up? How you doing? I don't have no hatred. I really wish him... A great life. Because he deserves it. He does. It took me years to forgive him and forgive myself. And that version of me that allowed all those things to happen. Because I allowed it. You know? And it took me years. It took me to grow up and to see that you're still that young boy that's hurt. And I pray that you heal whatever you went through. I do. I, I remember we were friends before we even became anything. And that's still my dog, in a sense. I don't wish bad on him. I don't. I don't. I don't wish bad on him. I crack a joke here and there. But in reality, I don't wish bad on him. I really do wish him a best life, a good life. I do. I wish him a good life. I pray that he finds happiness. I pray that he knows what love is. I pray he knows love of self. I pray for him a healthy life. 
I do. Because he needs it. We all need it. And I don't have no hatred against him. I really don't. I don't. I forgave him. Realistically, I forgave him five years ago. And I moved on. I don't hate my son's father. I don't. I wish Young the best of both worlds. I wish him healing. I wish him a great life. And I, I hope that this time he really enjoys his freedom. Because he, from 11 years old all the way up until 55, he's been in and out of jail. And I pray that he enjoys this freedom in his age. And that he builds a bond with his daughters as well as his son and his granddaughter. I do. You know, I don't have no hatred for him. I don't. You know, if I see him, hey, young, how you doing? And I keep it moving. It won't be no, oh, wow, I miss you. And I pause and be like, yo, nah, player, we, we never doing that. But I do. I wish him a good life, a healthy life. Because I, I don't hate none of them. I don't. I wish them well. The saddest part is on every level that I wish them to know love. Love of self first and love of life. You know, I got to travel. I got to go places. I got to see things. I got to meet people from all over the world. I wish that for them. I don't want them to ever stay and live an unlived life and stay in that survival mode. I wish we all can travel over to learning how to live and enjoy ourselves. You know, sitting down in a restaurant and enjoying the food. Enjoying company around you where you don't have to pick up your phone. And the greatest memories is those of never picking up your phone to look at it, but engaging in a conversation with people where we don't even have to agree. We can agree to disagree respectfully and see each other's lives from a different perspective. Like respecting each other and listening, not with just you want to combat and be defensive, but no, listening with a loving heart and loving ears and giving people a safe space to be them without it being on social media or running through the gossip pipeline. No, be you. Relax. Shit. Take off your shoes. Sit a while. Let's eat. Let's, you know, good food and good company. Man, it's classic. And I pray that everyone get a chance to experience that. That is amazing. Good food and good company. Oh, man. Great conversations. Epic, epic. And I've had that numerous times. Do you know how it feels to be someplace or even to be somewhere local and not have to pick up your phone and just have a conversation where people start joining in and it becomes this domino effect where now you're meeting new people and connecting with each other and exchanging numbers and information where you still, hey, what y'all doing? Hey, yo, we're doing this. Come on through. That's amazing. And I wish that for a lot of people. Without it comes with, hey, I had a dream about you. You should be my woman or you should be my man or nothing sexual, just real friendship. When I lived in Atlanta, they used to have the sweat lodge, right? This is when I knew I grew for real. I grew, I grew up where you just, I've always been happy with myself. That is one thing that I will say, right? Once I started really coming into my own, I, I can say that. Where we used to go to the sweat lodge and people would take off their clothes. 
Not once did me, Steph, none of us sit there and be like, oh my God, I can't do this. Nah, shit, we tell about clothes too. Shit, we enjoying this space. It was nothing sexual. Nobody was having sex. None of that. It was us being who we were and enjoying that moment, that magical. We were all vibing on the same. That's when, my, when I took my son. I had to tell everybody, listen, my son is new. He's not going to take off his clothes. He don't want to see his mom naked. He's not raised that way. And my, after it was over, my son was like, my mother is really a fucking hippie. I was like, no, I'm not. But he got to experience it. My daughter-in-law got to experience it. And I was really proud of her because everyone was telling her, I wouldn't go. You know, she's into that voodoo stuff. She might put something on you. But Teray was so open to learning new experiences that when she came, she enjoyed herself. And my son is sitting there like, I can't believe you. I cannot believe you. But she enjoyed herself. The sweat lodge is no longer. But I'm grateful for the experience. I'm grateful my son and my daughter-in-law had that experience. Because a lot of people don't get that. To where you would feel yourself, your rawness. It's you. You, nature, outside, because the sweat lodge was outside. You're feeling the water from the pond, you know, from the river, and you're showering with it, and you're going in the sweat lodge, you're sweating out all those impurities and all of that, and you just being one with all of those, and you're vibing all on the same vibration. Amazing. Amazing. A lot of people don't get that. A lot of people do not get that. And I'm grateful that it hints this odoo of learning, of opening yourself up to new experience, of living your life, but making sure you take care of yourself, taking care of home. We always want to go out and heal the nation, not realizing the very nation we need to heal first is our own bloodline, our own family, within our house. How is it you are with a man and you can't stand him? You don't even, you know, it's mothers that really don't like their kids. It is mothers that go through postpartum. You know, we, we just got away from that. And we allowing these young mothers to take these babies without the elders being there, helping them and guiding them. Because we so occupied with trying to find our Mr. Right and we so busy on social media. We just forgot the normal things about taking care of their community. Do you know, growing up, my mom and all of them, Miss Rooney and all of them would put together, grab their money and go shopping and donate. They, somebody would go shopping, whoever had the car. And, you know, and they would grab while they shopping too and they would grab things. And they used to make baskets for the elders on the block. And they would deliver these food packages to these elders. And then sometimes they would cook a whole meal. Whatever they cook, they cook extra and go and deliver it to Miss Johnson. Yo, Miss Lillian, all of them. They would deliver these plates and food. But nowadays, you got so much panic and fear that, oh, I'm not, I'm not eating out. Mm -mm, mm -mm. She ain't poisoning the meat. She put voodoo in it. But these old people need, they need that. And with COVID, since COVID hit, a lot of these seniors have just went into these bouts of depression and dementia because there's nobody they can talk to. They used to sit outside or go to the park and meet with their friends. Now they can't do that. And now that it's winter, it's even worse. We used to drop bags off 
they'll sit and sit outside with them and listen to them when they grew up. You know, I remember Mr. Frank used to always bring us mangoes. He was the first man I ever met from Cuba. You know, and he used to live across the street with the little old lady. And he was, he used to rent the room from her. And he would always talk to us and everything. So I remember seeing him one year when I had my shop. I was walking down the street and I was like, oh, wow. And he was standing there smiling. And I was like, wow. And he remembered me. He remembered me. He said, Donna from 160. And I was like, yeah. And that was amazing for me. We weren't bad kids. We weren't, you know, growing up on my block, but it was a community. It was a community. Randy and them, God bless the dead, would sit outside with the kids. And big Ricky, God bless the dead, man. He was like the big brother. And, you know, we, we, we grew up like that. So here it is. It's really just reinstating the things we walked away from. The things we walked away from. You know, you would get a card in the mail to tell you, hey, make sure you uh, schedule your annual checkup. Your kids' immunizations are due. They don't even do that no more. Like, for real. They don't. The only ones that do that is the eye doctor. That's it. Vision work and all of them, they're sending that annual. But you don't, you don't get that no more. You used to get the yellow card back in the day and the immunization card for your kids. You know, you know when the when the three-month shot and when the shots are due and the immunization and you'll know, you know, when to pick up your wick or, you know, they just sent you reminders. You don't really get that no more. You know, making sure your kids' homework is done, having them do their chores, giving them chances to speak, playing homeboy games and stuff, you know, my kids was raised that way. The Didi and them, like Shaba and all of them, they still go get boy games and sit down and play. My grandsons, I never forget, we was down at Didi's house. And my grandsons and them were sitting there and they all playing. Because it's not just, when see, when you play games with kids, they become comfortable. And then they start talking about things that's going on in their life. Because now we're all playing and we're talking about things and it'll spark a conversation. Or watching a movie together. You know, me and my grandsons and then we, you know, I remember when Heroes came out. They were little. Heroes came out. And so every time Heroes came out, I would run to the supermarket, get all the stuff to make Heroes. And we would watch the show while eating Heroes. And then we'd have conversations about it and stuff. And, you know, then when Games of Thrones and the House of Dragons came, me and my grandsons, we going to sit here and we going to watch it. And, you know, if it's a new black movie that came out, like when Judas and all of that, come on, I, we going to watch it. I cook what y'all want to eat and I cook and everything. And we'll sit down and watch the show. Because the only thing I didn't let them watch with me was uh, the Pinky House of Pink. You know, I wouldn't let them watch that. Nah, they, they're a little bit too young for that. My grandson now, he's 21. He'll be 22 this year. But no, nah, I'm saying Messiah be 17. And yeah, they all getting up there. I have a 22-year-old grandson. That shit is crazy. My youngest grandchild is one years old. So from 22 to 1, I have 10 of them. Everything I need. When I wake up, I have everything I need. 
for real. And it's not monetary. And when they, they talk about protecting your children, seeing who pours into them, also you. What are you allowing in your space? Who are you allowing to guide you? You know, making sure you learn. This is also the, the one of learning. Learning. Investing back in you. Saving. Doing those things that need to be done. If you know that, hey, it's time now. You know, I need to find godparents or I need to get my beads or I need to receive a locum or I need to, you know, take that next step. It's time. You done been through everything. Shit, we, we survived, man. Listen, 2019 all the way up from 2023, we survived, we learned, we reinvented ourselves, we invested ourselves, we was in the house, we got to know our kids and who really bad and who's not. We got to interact. We did all of that. Now it's time to get out there and change the game and really show, yo, we in it to win it. We standing on business, we standing on our principles, and it also speaks, but I said this, Scammers, frauds, those people that's been fucking up, it's your year. You getting ready to get your ass handed to you on the platter. A legwise saying enough is enough. Haven't y'all seen where people now coming out, they talking, exposing. The covers have been took off. Y'all been warned for all these years. Do right or don't do nothing at all. Go back to the drawing board. Learn. Have a have the have the adult grown up thing to say, I messed up. I didn't know. That's what I was taught. Let me go and do better. I apologize. And apologize, hold accountability, and then make the change. That that's the best thing that someone can do. I fucks up. You know? I do. And but I also hold myself accountable. You know, I have a Patreon, right? And I, on there now, I teach. I teach on how to read cards. I teach on how to set up altars. I teach about spirituality. And I teach about numerology and herbs and making baths, things like that, right? I had this one girl that I guess, you know, she wanted to prove a point or whatever. I, I, I don't know. So she tried to take my videos, which is private. So she's recording it on her phone and showing people like, oh, this is what she's teaching. Everyone that watched it was like, well, what did she do wrong? What, isn't she wrong? And they were like, no, she's right. <laughs> like what she said is right. Yeah, that, that's right. So you, I was, I, I like to learn. But I also like to share the information so you don't have to get swindled and go through the, the things I went through. I want you to be better than me. I want you to, to, to rise, to soar. I crawl so you can fly. I don't even want you to walk. I want you to fly. So you're taking that and running behind to see if I'm doing something. Wow. All I could do was smile and laugh. I blocked her. I took out my group and blocked her and let her go on with her life. 
But the funny thing is, real talk, everything I was teaching, she's teaching now on the side. And that's sad. But it is what it is. It's what people do. But I don't have no ill will against her. I wish her the best. You know, she poured into me. I poured into her. I think it was a win-win. She took that information and now she's sharing it. But the sad part is, I can back mine up. So if you say, hey, you got this from where? Oh, I got it from this old dude and this right here and this speaks on this. She can't do that. So if somebody asks her, hey, where did you get this from? And where, where did this? She's going to be sitting there looking like she's crazy. But when she get her ass handed to her and apply to, guess what she's going to say? Well, I got it from Ephi Bayon. And she did. So when they come to me, this is where I got it from. This old do speaks. And it, to back it up, you can go and see my godfather. You can see my tata. You can see this one. Because they'll, they'll say the same. Ah. Oh, so you want to come with receipts? I got them. I got them. So, okay. I'm not going to give you something or say something that I didn't do or I didn't go through. Or I don't know. And if I don't know, guess what? I got elders to go to to ask. And it tells you that. Connecting with your elders. Sitting down. Listening. Not sitting there. I can't correct the elder. I'm, then I'm, I'm going to repeat the words in my head that my mama said. They've been, they been their age. You ain't never been theirs. Joe can't. They've been mine. I ain't never been their age yet. So No. And for those people that was, oh my gosh, she need to act her age. Boo, this is new to me like it's new to you. I've never been this age. I'm, I'm just not getting to let me Let me find my, my footing to figure out how and what I need to do. Not you. Now, if you're not going to help me and all you're going to do is gossip about me, then sit there. Don't, don't say nothing. Let me figure this out. I got this. This is my age. This is my number. It's my turn. Shh. If you're going to guide me, guide me. Don't try to embarrass me, manipulate me, downgrade me. No. Uplift me. Listen. See where I came from so you can deal with what you got in front of you. Not the opposite. Don't just already criticize me before you even get to know me. Ah, oh, but such and such said this about you. At one time, I was great to such and such. Did they tell you that? No. It's not my problem. That's such and such problem. It ain't got shit to do with me. And if you allow someone to poison your ear about someone that you have no dealings with, then you're the fool, not them, and not the person you hating. You are. Take the time. Get to know each other. Build that community. Women, stop comparing. Stop sitting here berating and belittling. Learn to appreciate each other. Refer somebody. Be like, hey, such and such is over there. Maybe you should go and deal with her. Yeah, no. That's the beauty why I love Atlanta. Atlanta believes that we all eat. You can say what you want about Atlanta, but let me explain to you. Down there, we all eat. They really believe in Ubuntu. Yo, we get there together quicker and prosperous than we'll do by ourselves. It's the one thing I give to them. And readers down there, man, listen, they don't have a problem with referring somebody. Hey, I can help you with this, but if you go over there, she can help you with that. That's her forte. They believe in that. When I used to work in um, Serenity was her name. I used to work in this botanica. And, man, we used to have so much fun. We used to have so much fun, man. We would refer each other. We would, you know, we would walk the labyrinth and just have fun. But nowadays, man, everybody wouldn't be in competition. Oh, don't go to her. I read better. That's why I don't understand it. But I'm happy that I retired. 
for real. It, it definitely works on me. I'm grateful. Um, I, I didn't lie when I said, watch, at the end, somebody's going to hit my inbox. Oh, if I bear, I want to have a reading. Baby, I'm retired. But excuse me, there's a lot of other people out there. Trust me on that. Oh, oh, okay, okay. And then somebody was like, well, you said I have exclusive clients that I read for. And I also mentor. And I, you know, and then I have my guy kids. And my people on Patreon, they're going to always get a free monthly reading and, you know, helping them to divine and do oracles so they can, you know, help themselves. I want them to be self-sufficient. I don't need them to lean on everybody. Some things you can do on your own. Take care of your egg on your ancestors so they can take care of you. That's what they're there for. Not as guard dogs to be sicking them on people. No. But to make sure they crawl so you can fly. So... Let's let's always make sure we take care of our, our egos, our ancestors this year. Definitely. Definitely take care of your ancestors. For real. Throw a party. Share stories. Light a candle to them. Talk to them. You know, put pictures up. Keep them all safe. Keep them guided. Keep them grounded. You know, just make sure they're good. Because I, I do. I, I listen. I, I make sure I... My cousin hit me up yesterday, the other day, and he was like, you have any pictures of, you know, our grandfather because his birthday is coming. And I was like, damn, I never knew Pop's birthday, <laughs> right? And if I did, I forgot. And But I sent him all these pictures of him, and he was like, yo, thanks. And I was like, yo, no problem. Man, my grandfather was the shit, for real. And I'm grateful. I'm grateful. Samson gave me the greatest gift that anyone could ever give me. To have pictures of my grandfather and them. And I do. I have pictures of them young, old. I have pictures of my grandfather and my grandmother together. I have pictures of my grandfather on my mother's side. Pictures of my grandmother and my step-grandmother. Because my grandfather on my mother's side had two wives. So, you know, I have pictures of all of them. And I'm grateful. The only picture I don't have is of my Aunt Louise and I could download that and print it out and I will be and putting it up so the sisters can all be together. I have pictures of my grandmothers on both sides. Both sides. So, yes. Even the woman that crowned my godmother, I have a picture of her. And I'm grateful. So giving to your ego and your ancestors, giving to your elders, listening to them, protecting your women, protecting your men, having a balanced household, making sure leg-wise and that you are, are taken care of, making sure your children are safe, taking care of your health. These are all things that normally should be done, not sitting around being lazy. But going out, living your life, working, getting the blessing, stop complaining. Putting all that knowledge you have to work. Appreciating everything you have. Being grateful. And for those stay-at-home moms and mothers or fathers that can't work, create your job. Make an online present. Make a podcast, do a blog, do a video blog, something. It's going to start out slow. It's okay. But as you do it, you'll grow. 
So, yes, 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 it's your time, 2024. And if you're going to travel, I suggest you get some air tags. Make sure you protect your luggage, for real. It speaks about that. So, you know, be, be, be very cautious, but live your life. Keep your head on a swivel. Enjoy yourself. Know your surroundings. If you're going someplace unfamiliar, bring some friends. Don't go by yourself. Stop going, oh, I met this dude. I'm going to his house. No, let's meet until we get to know each other in public places. For real. Girls, too. Don't think. Listen. And I had a homeboy. And he was like, you know, he was sharing with me. And he said, you know, his mom had to work. And the woman next door would babysit them. He was, he was, a, he was 10, 10 years old. So he didn't even ejaculate yet. She would, while his brothers and his sisters would be in the other room sleep, she would take him and make him lay on top of her and sleep with her and have sex with her. He didn't know what he was doing. So to him, being intimate with a woman was kind of hard. Like he'll go through the, the changes of having sex with them. But afterwards, there was, there was nothing there. Like, after she would have sex with him, she would throw him in the room. She wouldn't even wash him. Just throw him in the room with the other kids and ignore him. So, to him, that's all he knew. Having sex and just leave. Like, there's no commitment. And if he had to stay and be committed with somebody, it was foreign to him. It wasn't, it, it was un, it, something that he wasn't used to. So even after he got older, he got married, it still wasn't a connection. And if it was, now you became my care, my provider. Like, you know, but I still went out in the street. There's nothing connecting. And I asked him, I said, why you didn't tell your mom? But I remember when Dr. Umar spoke about that. I said, why you didn't tell your mom? Why you didn't tell someone? He said, because then my mother would have had to stop working and we would have wound up being homeless and we would have had no money and she would have been mad. So, no. Children protect, you know, if they mom see this guy and they love him and they're seeing their mother happy and now they have a home and this man is violating them, they're not going to say nothing. That's why I say, yo, you got to... Know the signs of your children. You got to see what's not being said. You got to protect your babies. I know these women and these men want love. And I know y'all want a relationship. But you got to be mindful of who you bring around your babies. And who you have. You allow to have access to your children. Y'all just seen the Jewish people. I mean. There's some sick people in this world. Real talk. Sick people in this world. So you got to be mindful. Even in daycares, all of that. you got to be mindful. You have to. My kids was growing up. They used to, used to be the South Jamaica Community Center. And, you know, people used to always say, why you don't let your kids go? I know you fucking lying. Watch your kids. Watch your kids. I love y'all. Stay tuned. Stay up. Stay blessed. Happy New Year.